Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosold, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. The weather, she has changed a little bit as we get into a Friday morning chore time here at the Shank of the Day. Bob and Jill with you right now. So how's the uh, feeding calves doing and cattle in this kind of weather? The fields all chewed up or not? Well, yesterday I had spots where it was kind of muddy and mucky, but the wind really changed it, so it wasn't bad. All right. And you were telling me, too, you're kind of concerned and not a bad thing to point out these uh silage wrapped bales yeah we use watch them yeah we use wrapped bales and with this 50 degree weather i'm a little concerned about their fermenting and spoiling a little bit so we actually been feeding them a little faster all right so keep an eye on those if you got those as well we're going to talk soybeans today uh if you raise soybeans and use a dicamba over the top No, you're not. We'll talk about that. A court ruling has changed that. Got a hold of Brent Wink yesterday and asked Brent what this means as far as uh, dicamba over the top. There are three products out there that uh, have been held up by a judge in Arizona as we get into, you know, we're February. We've got cropping plans made, and he said, yeah, it's throwing a wrench into the works as far as what the alternatives might be now. It's not all the soybeans, but uh, still a good number of soybeans use that dicamba over the top. We're also, speaking of soybeans, going to talk to the Pachel brothers from down in uh, Pepin County and uh, Bef- Buffalo County. We're going to talk to TJ and Todd about their winning entry in Division One in the Soybean Growers Association meetings and uh, contest. They were down at the meeting at the Corn Soy Expo. We had a chance to catch up with them. We'll hear about their soybean growing operation and uh, how they won the contest and won $1,000, too. That's not bad. So, again, congratulations to them. We already heard from the, the second-place winner in the uh, competition, Mr. Sarauer, last week from uh, over in Buffalo or over in uh, Chippewa County up by Bloomer. So we'll uh, catch up with the winners today in that division. The Pacial Brothers, they were 88-plus as far as soybeans are concerned. USDA report, the Farm Bill, and uh, the Super Bowl. You got a big party plan for the Super Bowl? No. Don't you really? Don't you go to church or anything like that? Have a big watch party? <laughs> well, we're doing, church is having a, like a pre-Super Bowl party. Okay. Kind of for families and a chili cook-off. And I got to decide if I'm going to make chili or... How hot I want to make the chili. Well, that's right. There's a lot of lot of chili recipes out there. Did you have 
Some people put noodles in their chili. I actually do put noodles in my chili. I don't like that's not chili. Well, I have some where I put some not noodles and some noodles. So I should have brought it for you. I actually threw some salt it's in there. It's not that I don't eat it. <laughs> I do like it whether it's got noodles in it or not. Well, but, I, uh, I threw some salsa in there. It's oh got a boy. little bit of a bite. Oh, that'll do it. That's for sure. Then do you hand them a beer to go along with it then? <laughs> or something. <laughs> Or something. So again, I you got a Super Bowl. Of course, you know you could care less who wins. Um, I don't know. It would be nice to see somebody different win it other than the Chiefs. But yet, I don't really. I'm not really banking on the 49ers. No, either. I don't. So, yeah, it's one of those Super Bowls where too. I don't have a partiality one way or the other. Uh, you know, you look at the 49ers, you think the Packers should have beat them, the Lions should have beat them, but. Good teams went out in the end, so they're there, not the Packers and not the Lions. And uh, you got to admit, it's fun to watch Patrick Mahomes play. So it's going to be a good Super Bowl. I don't know how it's going to come out. Uh, it's one of those games where I really don't care, so I can sit there and relax and watch it. So that's it. And, of course, uh, as we said, that USDA report came out. We'll look at that. We'll look at uh, export numbers. And uh, all kinds of good things. Tomorrow morning, we'll have the uh, Ellsworth FFA on the air, right? Yep, we'll have Ellsworth FFA. And for the 4-H program, we're going to have the Clark County 4-H educator, Seth Harmon. Oh, good. All right. And uh, next week, it's Blair Taylor on the FFA? Yep, Blair Taylor. I was down and recorded with them yesterday. And boy, Greta Munson, she's really pulling the kids into doing their SAEs and getting those state proficiencies filled out. How many they got approximately? She said 13. Good for her. All right. Good for the kids down there at Blair Taylor. Getting getting going down there. But again, you know, we're into February, March, April, May, June. The state convention's not that far away, and you got to get those applications in so they can be judged. Absolutely. Yep. That's right around the corner. All right, and of course we had our state president in here yesterday. Mary Schreiber was in, and uh, Blake uh, Whitrock, Brooke, Brooke Whitrock, and uh, from Boomer, who is a state sentinel. So they were here to talk about FFA Week and a little bit about the convention, but uh, going to the Capitol during FFA Week, which will be coming up here in, a, in another week or so. So lots of things going on in the area. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Friday morning markets. And Jill, how's the livestock cash market been this week? Choice fed beef steers are 173 to 183 with those mixed steers at 109 to 173. Choice fed beef heifers are 174 to 183 with mixed heifers at 105 to 173. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 144 to 180. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 145 to 155, with select and silage-fed steers 113 to 144. Cows are 80 to 94, with a top of 114. Bulls are 88 to 126. Butcher hogs are 30 to 54. Sows are 29 to 35, with boars at 15 to 21. Shorn market lambs are 182 to 225. Feeder lambs are 120 to 335. Ewes are 97 to 135. And exposed ewes are 175 to 320. Small goats are 25 to 175 dollars. Medium goats are 50 to 235 dollars. Large goats are 185 to 400 dollars. With nanny goats at 105 to 255 dollars. Cattle prices were higher on the mercantile exchange yesterday, and the hog futures were lower. 
April live cattle 18657 that's up a dollar 77 June 18372 up a dollar 52 August live cattle 18260 up 97 feeder cattle for March closed at 24685 up a dollar 30 April at 25192 up 72 May at 25630 up 40 August 27060 that was up 20 cents September feeder cattle 27262 that was up 2 Lean hog carcass contracts lower across the board. February 73.30 down seven cents. April at 80.35 down 75. May at 85.82 that was down 52 at the close. And June lean hogs were down 70 cents, closing at 94.87. Board of trade was mixed yesterday with that USDA report. Corn down a penny. Beans were up four cents overnight. Corn down another one to two cents at 431. Oats down one to two cents, 377. Wheat up three at 591. Beans down six cents overnight, 1187 this morning. Meal down 330 a ton at 343.80. Dairy markets uh, down yesterday across the board. Barrel cheese down three quarters, 156 and three quarters. The blacks down a cent and a quarter at 160 and a quarter. Butter down two and a half at 274 and a half. February class three down eleven at sixteen twelve. March down fourteen at seventeen nineteen. April down fourteen at seventeen forty nine. May was up a penny at seventeen eighty seven, and June was up four at eighteen twenty two. Prices were mixed out through the end of the year. And a story that came across this week on Tuesday this week, a federal district court in Arizona vacated the registration for over the top application of dicamba on dicamba-tolerant soybeans and cotton. For our area, obviously, it's soybeans. And uh, those products, Extendamax from Bayer, Ingenia from BASF, and Tavium from Syngenta, were all included in this decision, which is national in scope. What's the ramification of that in our area? Got a hold of Brent Wink. Earlier this week, a federal district court in Arizona made a decision as far as dicamba and that's a product to use in soybeans and cotton. Obviously, cotton, not uh, not something we're concerned about around our area, but soybeans certainly are. Brent Wink is with us. Brent, of course, on the air with us during the planting, growing, and harvesting season. And uh, Brent, obviously, you not only advise the co-ops and farmers, but yourself growing soybeans. What does this decision as far as dicamba over-the-top treatment mean, and where are we at? We're into February, and we're ordering product already. This is... Kind of a shocking thing. So the three products that are really affected are Ingenia, Tavium, and Extendamax. So those are the three products labeled for over-the-top applications on dicamba-tolerant soybeans. So really it puts in place a, a stop order on using those products and, and kind of uh, making that label not allow the use of those. So... Well, it's awful late in the game. I don't know if the companies that manufacture those products are going to have time to get something in place to maybe try to overturn this or figure out a different plan. Um, our area has kind of has shifted more toward enlisted soybeans, but nationwide, there's still probably about 40 to 45% of the beans that have the ability to use the dicamba over the top. So this certainly is going to impact a lot of people's decisions. We're all kind of scrambling right now with what we're going to do with seed. Uh, if there's seed in, in position that growers had used or planned to use the dicamba uh, chemistry over the top on, and are we going to have to get that seed picked up and fill these bulk soybeans 
with uh, with uh, beams that maybe have that enlist uh, platform as well. So right now it's just really a lot of unknowns. We dealt with this a number of years ago on Roundup Ready Alfalfa. We had Roundup Ready Alfalfa on the farms ready to be planted, and a judge's order action removed it. We had to go pick up all that Roundup Ready Alfalfa, and it took us another two to three years to get that back onto the market. So this this certainly could have a huge, huge impact and uh, and and just be a kind of a, a crippling tool for a lot of the growers that used it. But I do want to stress this does not impact dicamba used on corn. Those three products are specifically labeled for over-the-top applications on beans. So some of the dicamba products that we're used to using on our corn crop or in other applications are still okay and we are able to use those but as far as it relates to that camba tolerant soybeans those three products are not labeled to be used on those and you cannot there's not a label for any of those generic dicambas either to be uh, used on those dicamba tolerant beans and again that's brent wink uh, joining us brent with winfield uh, division of land lakes advises uh, a lot of the co-ops around the area and he's with us as uh, we get closer to spring. But uh, that's the decision. Okay on corn, but not over the top on soybeans uh, anymore. So we'll see how long that uh, that held, that holds before it's challenged or whatever the deal is. But that's the latest. We've got other farm news to take a look at. Jill, yesterday we had the USDA report. What, uh, what did the economists say as far as uh, the numbers are concerned? Well, they did issue their February World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates and crop production numbers. The report put, out a lot of, put a lot of emphasis on what's happening to the crops in South America, mainly Brazil. The report did trim both corn and soybean estimates, but not as much as grain traders were expecting or hoping. The size of Brazil's soybean crop was lowered by 1 million metric tons from a month ago, down to 156 million, while the corn production was lowered by 3 million metric tons, down to 124 million. That report also put our corn production for the 2023 crop at 15.342 billion bushels, with average yields of 177.3 bushels an acre. That puts the farm gate price of corn for the current marketing year at $4.80 a bushel. For soybeans, the report put our ending stocks at 315 million bushels. That's up 35 million from a month ago, mainly because they cut our soybean exports by the same 35 million bushels. And yeah. of course, when you look at those uh, farm exports, it does have an impact on our uh, expected farm income, what are some of those numbers we're looking at going forward? The numbers aren't very good. The USDA's latest numbers show net farm income this year will drop just over 25% from last year, and it will be 41% lower than the record high farm income of 2022. Their estimates call for net farm income to be $116.1 billion dollars. That's almost 2% lower than the average for the past 20 years. For crops, net cash receipts are predicted to fall almost $17 billion, over 6% lower than, the tw- than for 2023, while income from livestock and livestock products 
is forecast to be down about 2% or $4.6 billion. Not helping will be the farm expenses this year, forecast to be up $16.7 billion this year, and that's with expected lower fuel and fertilizer prices. Expenses for feed, labor, and livestock are all going to be higher this next year. So some of the numbers we're looking at in agriculture on this Friday morning. 17 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll also hopefully get into a little bit of the discussion on the Farm Bill. Not much going on yet, but at least they're starting to talk about it. So uh, and that's pretty much the story right now, but uh, we'll see. We talked about uh, the House. What about on the Senate side? So we'll see what's going on there. We're going to talk soybeans coming up with a couple of guys, brothers, the Patial Brothers from down in Pepin, Buffalo County. They got into the soybean yield contest for District 1 across central Wisconsin, and Lord knows they won it. We'll hear from Todd and TJ coming up next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Every year we get new entrants into the corn and soybean growing competition here in Wisconsin. New this year to the Soybean Association growing contest, the Pachel Brothers from down in the, uh, well, Buffalo, Pepin, Eau Claire, they're all over the place. We're going to talk to them now because they did very good, Todd and TJ. And Todd, first of all, tell us about uh, the soybean growing operation. How much you put into soybeans and where are all these fields located? Well, most most of our uh, row cropping is in uh, Pepin and Buffalo counties and we have about 350 acres or so of soybeans in Buffalo County this year. Now you work with your brother TJ on this thing. How does it work as far as uh, management responsibilities and decision making, uh, variety selection, tillage practices, planting totals? Well, how do you do it? Well, he, he takes care of all the soybean planting, so this is his, uh, his big win. But uh, I, I do the fertilizer and the seed selection uh, part of the game. So what did you look for for seed selection? Because uh, the genetics change all the time, and what are some of the uh, challenges that you have in, in Pepin and Buffalo County raising soybeans with disease and things like that? Well... Water hemp for one thing, so we are uh, planting 100% enlist soybeans. Um, we do work closely with Bauer Seeds and Service and Pioneer Hybrids um, for hybrid selection. But from the, probably the last six, seven years, uh, the easiest five bushels the acre that we have uh, gathered is from early soybean planting. But comes oil, early soybean planting, you have more diseases. So we found that we do have SDS syndrome in our soils in Buffalo County. So we uh, pre-treat everything with Alevo fungicides and also some other uh, fungicide applications throughout the year to help with the disease management of the soybeans. As far as early planting, give us the approximate dates that you like to get in to get your beans in. May 1st. We run two, two planters, one in corn and one in beans, so neither one of us really sees each other for the first week of planting season because we're both planting, or I plant all the corn and he plants all the soybeans. Tillage practices? 95% or more, 100% no-till, because in Buffalo County we got a lot of steep hillsides in the valleys back there, so we're planting soybeans into a standing corn stocks, which does pose this challenge with 200-plus bushel residue, but uh, it seems to work out really good for us. Uh, we've been averaging you know, upper 50s, low 60s for the last few years, and uh, I'd say for Buffalo County, I'm very happy with that. I guess you should be. Is uh, this last year, this past growing season, one of your best? We'll talk to TJ about the exact numbers, but uh, what did you find this year? 
Uh, this was probably our second best year. Uh, the year before, I think we averaged 63 or 64 bushel across the, the whole uh, complex. Um, this year we were at 61, 60.7, something like that. Um, it, it had its challenges. Uh, white mold did come in real late in the year, um, but it, it still was good. So it was good. I don't can't tell you where the yield come from because there was no moisture to speak of. We had not all not even two inches of rain in the whole month of August. Are you nervous right now as we're talking? There's no snow on the ground now. Well, I tempted last night. I was going to go out and see if the tile lines are running already, but uh, I didn't go. But I, I, I there's no snow because uh, we're getting preparing for maple syrup season, and we're, we we probably should be tapped and running already, but we're not. Boy, oh boy. Well, Todd, congratulations. We're going to talk TJ about the numbers. No, that'd be good. Thank you. All right. Uh, TJ, of course, is the other uh, member of this operation. And uh, TJ, how long have you guys been farming and uh, this continuation of generations of uh, patients down that area? Yeah, there's a, there's a bolt full of us. Um, Todd and I are the fifth generation on this, uh, on this family farm. Um, our dad passed away 17 years ago, and, and we, we took the plunge and, and kept it going. And... and uh, but my, my mom and dad, Alan, Pat, Pachel, um, and then uh, prior to that have been Ken and Maxine, uh, Pachel, and and prior to that, I uh, Henry, Pachel, and you know, Bob, I can't remember the rest of them, but well, they, you, they were there. We won't ask for more of the family tree. So how did uh, you and Todd uh, sit down and decide that, uh, well, dad's gone, but we want to keep this going as we're talking. You got uh, the next generation here with you at the Corn Soy Expo. How did you guys decide to do this? And, and what's been the enthusiasm for your your kids, you guys' kids? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, uh, you know, I was living at home yet. I was, uh, I believe, 24. Um, I was engaged at the time, and and we always farmed, but had our separate farms. And. Uh, Rest in peace. He, he uh, my dad just never woke up one night or one morning. He had a massive heart attack, and and uh, I had to make the phone call to my brother. And and you know we really didn't. Uh, I, I honestly can say we really didn't have a, a plan. We but just, you knew. We just knew we were meant to be together, and and uh, now we're both married. Uh, we all have some wonder. Both of us have wonderful kids, and and our wives are very supportive of us, and. And uh, Todd's oldest boy couldn't be here today because of tech college, but he's really involved in farming and, and his younger ones. And my little guy, he's in farming too. And, and uh, so high hopes for the future to have another generation coming. Oh, that's great. And uh, you guys still, besides uh, doing the crop farming, you both have off-farm jobs. Yeah. Um, to say we're busy, yeah, that, that's an understatement. I uh, mean success. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, we, uh, I work out full-time at Johnson Tractor, um, and my brother works out full-time at Tweet and Garrett's, and, and uh, you know, without the, without the support of our bosses and, and ownership here, we couldn't, we couldn't make it happen, and they, they're awesome to work with. And, and, uh, and the wives also, Bob, are, are very, very supportive, um, you know, and, in the springtime, we don't see them much, and we don't see the kids much. Besides, if they come to the tractor, and same as the fall. Uh, uh, very I, would, appreciative. I, would, I would imagine uh, it's red equipment. Majority of it's <laughs> majority of it's red equipment. Yeah. You better say that if you want to stay on the job. Well, let's get down to the nuts and bolts of this, TJ. You won the district one yield contest across central Wisconsin. 
Tell us about uh, that particular field, where it's located, and uh, what were the final numbers? Yeah, so that field there, uh, over in Buffalo County, uh, town of Canton, we own uh, we own a bunch of land over there and also rent some. Uh, that's heavy ground and, and uh, back in the valleys and hills, which, <laughs> to say the least, it has its challenges too, you know, with the deer population and, and stuff, but... Uh, yeah, we uh, we picked out a couple uh, a couple fields, and we had to keep within our rotation. So it wasn't like it's we picked the best of the best, but uh, we're just a few tenths under 89 bushel. We come in at a average, and, and it had to be like three acres. So we were uh, we were shocked. What kind of varieties did you have, and uh, what did you do during the course of the year as far as uh, feeding it and uh, taking care of it? Well, we uh, were 100% Pioneer, um, 1.8 variety of bean, and we did not do anything above normal what we normally do. We uh, we, we put every dollar we can into the into the crop to get get back return, and and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of help from Bauer Seed and Service, and and they were very good to us, and they help us through every year. Well, that's great, and you receive a thousand dollars for that. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to everybody here and in the support of support of this. It's been a great time, and and uh, I'm sure we'll do it next year again. You better, Todd. How'd you guys get into this? As far as this contest is concerned, because we haven't had winners across Central Wisconsin this year. We do. Well, Bob, I listen to your radio station every morning on the way to work. I leave for work at quarter to five in the morning and uh, listen to you, and I could hear you preaching every week on it, and I thought, well, I'm going to call my seed salesman because I know they get a kickback from this, and uh, he got me signed up, and lo and behold, we got lucky enough to uh, raise a good field of beans. But it wasn't without challenges when it came to the harvesting, getting the numbers. No, it was not. We, we As you know, farming, uh, it's a seven-day-a-week operation. Well, we started on a Sunday, and uh, we started on one of our first fields, and I think that field actually won 84 bushel, but we didn't have the right people there to certify it and this and that, so we had to throw that away and start over. And so we had two other fields left to do, and uh, we got a guy to come out of Eau Claire on Monday on Christopher Columbus Day on his day off, and uh, he come down, and very fortunate that he did. And uh, Who is that? Let's give these guys credit. His name is Mark Gerbarczyk, and he works in the Altoona uh, NRCS office uh, up there. So, Mark, thank you very much. And again, those are the Pachel brothers. Todd and TJ, I love it when somebody listens, (laughs) but really and truly, you know, otherwise $1,000 would have gone a wanting. Nobody would have won it, but uh, Todd said, I listened, I heard, and I thought, let's enter. So they did, and they won. So again, 88, I think it was 88.66 bushels an acre was the winning yield on that field in Buffalo County. So congratulations to them. Uh, They had their families down there at uh, the Dells last week for the Corn Soy Expo, so I'm sure the kids enjoyed that. And uh, I don't know how how far that $1,000 went when they got the kids into the water parks and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter. It always helps. That's right. It is. So congratulations. And uh, you're a soybean grower. Think about it for next year because, again, it's a contest that's uh, very winnable.
So again, think about uh, growing soybeans and entering that yield contest. She's ready for the Super Bowl. I don't know what uniform she's got on this morning, but uh, she's ready. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. You going to watch the game? I usually watch the game. I wish they would stop leaking the commercials, though, because what fun is that when yeah, you're not seeing what. them real time? They're not as good as they used to be either. Seems like that, but no, nothing is. Except you, so. Bob. Oh, yeah, right. You're twice as good as you used there to be. There we are. That's all just good. Just for half the time. Well, just because of that, we're going to let you go do your news right now. <laughs> we're going to start with headlines that keep us in our area. Good morning. What we're learning today begins with the ultimate boss, Mother Nature, touching down in the record books. Wisconsin saw its first ever February tornado. National Weather Service says that hit between Evansville and Edgerton about 6 p.m. last night. No reports of serious injury, but plenty of reports of damage. That was part of a big storm system that tracked across Rock County and then parts of southern Wisconsin before it crossed over the Milwaukee area. Eventually, it headed out over Lake Michigan. Winter tornadoes obviously rare in Wisconsin. This one was driven by some record high temps that we've been seeing and then those winds out of the south. As we look into some other headlines, it gets local with a new name on the door. Chippewa Falls has a new police chief. Lieutenant Ryan Douglas took over as chief earlier this week. Now, he's spent his entire career here, so that name is maybe familiar to you in the Chippewa Falls area. First with the county, then with the city, back in the early 2000s is when he began. Douglas says he wants to continue building relationships within the community and get more training for officers. He'll be sworn in officially as chief next week. Well, we're in Chippewa. It's another step forward with the same message. Don't leave people hanging. It was officially on record with HSHS and Prevea being asked to not abandon patients before they exit. County board was around the meeting table to approve a resolution, and that's in conjunction with those previously approved resolutions, both in Chippewa and Eau Claire, saying they want HSHS and Prevea to work with community partners for the continuation of care and services here in the Chippewa Valley ahead of exiting this spring. We'll continue to follow those next steps. Of course, a resolution doesn't force anything, simply sets the stage for some more productive steps forward. And if you have those crock pots warming up, a dip recipe in the wings, maybe a couple of six packs on ice, you're not alone. They're expecting possible record numbers. 200 million people tuning in to see that Super Bowl action. Even if you don't like football, there's the halftime show and the commercials, which can sometimes be better than the game. It's also the second largest food consumption day in the U.S. behind Thanksgiving. But why on a Sunday? The NFL says it all comes down to ratings. There have been failed petitions to change the day, but the NFL won't bust. And calling in sick the Monday after, not unique. More than 18 million will do that. I'm Bree Tennis. Well, there's no calling in sick when the chores have to get done. You know that all too well. We better head back to the barn with Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. What is the halftime show? When? I, I don't even know. Who is it? Usher. Yeah, it's, so it, it's what, similar what to, similar to last year. It would be like a rap genre. Oh, okay. Yeah, so oh, that's yeah. the halftime show. Yeah, I'll be in the usher. That's for are sure. you are you watching it? You got a Super Bowl oh, party I'll watch planned? It. Yeah, I got a Super Bowl. Well, party. Who are you putting your money on? Take it to the teams. You go in case well, you go 49ers. No, I think the 49ers going to win. I don't know why. Do you? I, well, I they've do. been well, Packers fans and Lions fans can tell you. Even yeah, if they're not I winning, know. going into the halftime, they'll win on the way out. I know they shouldn't even be there, but they are. So <laughs> congratulations. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Have a good weekend, Bob. There she goes. That's Morgan in the newsroom. Let's find out what Dandria thinks about the football game. Mike Dandria over 13 first alert weather. Who's going to win, do you think? I have Kansas City that I think is going to win, but I want San Francisco to win. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting. I don't know. I don't have a feeling one way or the other about which team might be better. But uh, we'll get to some markets here. But uh, as we said, the farm bill discussion has to start 
getting going pretty soon. We're on an extension. we got to have a new one every five years, but we're still working on the 2018 bill. We talked about the House Democrats and some of their proposals. What about the other side of Congress, Jill? Well, the Senate Agriculture Committee has joined their counterparts in the House in beginning to put forth positions on the new farm bill. Committee Chair Senator Debbie Stabenow of Michigan put out a press release this week pitching some changes to federal crop insurance. She put she wants a plan that would give farmers a choice between a higher premium subsidy for crop insurance or signing up for the traditional commodity programs. She said the bottom line is to protect crop insurance at all costs. And they talk about uh, in March getting back together with the committees and uh, putting forward some provisions as far as the farm bill, but uh, they want one in September. That, of course, before the new marketing year starts, October 1st. They're going to get it done. We'll wait and see the things going on around the air. Friday night, fish fries around the air. I'm going to be over at uh, Loyal, going over to the American Legion in Loyal for the fish fry tonight. So if you're over that way, stop in and uh, say hi. So you, find me on a bar stool. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do baked or fried? I don't know. I don't know what I do. I'll probably mostly fried, mostly fried. Good fish fry, Legion. But there are a lot of fish fries around. But uh, I'll be in loyal later on. What about you? Are you big into fish fries? I like fish fish fries, but you I like don't know. I like the my best burger. fish that you catch. I like the ones that I catch. That's what I said. You like the <laughs> ones you catch. I don't blame you. Those are out of this world. But uh, again, things going on. Well, what do we got? Other things happening here on the calendar, Jill. Well, the Farm First Dairy Cooperative starts up there. Annual meeting today at the Wintergreen Conference Center and Clarion Suites in Wisconsin Dells. I know Lenny uh, Lenny Polzine from Kadat, who is now UW Extension Dairy Specialist, is going to be down there and give a seminar on the outlook for what's going on with dairy in 2024. So they've got some interesting sessions that will be going on there. Farm wellness, uh, mental health check on the farm, and uh, all the business of Farm First. So what else? Well, there's a Central Wisconsin Sports Show that starts up tonight and runs through Sunday, and that is in Wausau, Wisconsin. You've seen, heard the commercials. I think they've got quite a few on, but it's total fishing, boating, hunting, and power sports event. And I've got some kind of neat ones, too. I got uh, the catalog here, and tonight there's a Valentine's Candlelight Snowshoe Hike. I don't think they're going to find shoes. any. I don't think they're going to find any snow. No, but that's at the Beaver Creek Reserve in Fall Creek. Well, now that's one of the best kept secrets in the whole area, not just Eau Claire County. Yeah, we used to get. I used to get on there a lot with the Boy Scouts, and my boys were in Scouts. And uh, man, it's a 4-H camp. That's that is a for a lot of people. They don't even know what it is. Right. Unfortunately. Well, and 4-H Camp is now moved. They yeah. go up to uh, Lake Wasota. But, yep, yep. Kenwood, but, Camp Kenwood. But I know as a 4-H leader, we were down there and did a snowshoe hike. And yep. it was it was just really neat. To, yeah. the, the trails out there, there's just so much more. A lot of learning there, that's for sure. What else? Anything else going on? Well, we've got the jigs up, and it's in Chippewa Falls. It's at the view on Lake Wasota. And Double check if that's an ice fishing contest. Double check on that. It doesn't say ice fishing. It just says kids club fishing event. All right. So I'm not sure what that means, but everybody should check that out. Check check before you go and expect something. And then there's a bald eagle watching training. 
That's in Fall, Fall Creek at the Beaver Creek Reserve. That starts at 10 till 2 on Saturday. So kind of some interesting events yeah, going really, on around. Really truly, take advantage of that. And, uh, and looking well, ahead, I'd like to mention the ad- annual district meeting dates for Equity Livestock. And the reason I'm telling you this far ahead is they would like you to call in and reserve your spot. And on Monday, March 18th, for the Altoona Barren Markets, that one is at the Florian Gardens Conference Center at 6.30 p.m. And on Tuesday, March 19th in Sparta, it's at the Dragons Golf Club in Holman at 6.30 p.m. Ooh, these evening meetings, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. They usually have the, the Eau Claire, the Altoona and uh, Barron meeting at noon, but uh, why they got them in? When's the Stratford meeting? That one is Friday, March 22nd right. at the Country Air, and that one's at 11 a.m., Fitzgerald said noon or nothing, so he gets his way, that's for sure. So some things coming up on the calendar. Lots of good things around the area. And it's market time. Let's head over to Altoona Equity and hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.45 to $1.66. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.45 to $1.63. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.50 to $1.60. Choice Holstein steers, $1.40 to $1.49. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.39 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from $1 to $1.13. We had a top of $1.14. 60% of the cows sold from $80 to $99. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from $79 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.28 to $1.49. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.27 and down. Cold bulls sold from $95 to $1.16. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $300 to $500 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $300 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $450 to $800 per head. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, February 16th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Must be having a little phone trouble with uh, Jerry Fitzgerald this morning. Jerry's always on top of things, but... Uh... He hasn't called in yet, so I would assume it's uh, phone trouble because I know Jerry is uh, always there, that's for sure. But uh, if he gets the phone fixed, we'll uh, catch him. In the meantime, we will take a look at uh, the rest of our markets, including the grain trade and the dairy markets. Yesterday in the Board of Trade, corn down a penny, beans up four in reaction to that USDA report. And then what happened overnight? March corn went down another one to two cents, sitting at 431. The oats overnight, one to two lower at 377. Wheat up three at 591. And uh, the March soybeans went down another six cents. So that's down a dime in the last day as the beans are sitting at 1187 this morning. And soybean meal down $3.30 a ton at $343.80. Looking at country elevator prices today, I do not see any $4 cash market. Uh, Jill, what do you see? I do not either. And corn and loyal is at 376 with soybeans at 11.02, Arcadia is 3.94 for corn, and soybeans are 11.08. Chippewa Falls corn's at 3.68, with soybeans at 11.13, 
And Connorsville, corn's at 368 with soybeans at 1109. And on the DTN screen at Golden Plump, corn is 396. At Baldwin, 370, beans 1107. Duran, corn 365, beans 1097. In Mondovi, 370 for the corn, 1102 for the beans. Elmwood has corn at 375, their beans at 1107. Fall Creek, 365 and 1097. Osseo, corn 380, beans 1107. Elk Mound, 375 for corn, 1112 on the beans. At Sparta, corn caches at 374, beans 1099. In Ellsworth, corn 362, beans 1097. Ethanol, plants. Boyceville corn today is 386, Stanley 392, and at the Richmond Grain Facility, we're looking at corn at 387. Products went down in the dairy markets. Barrel cheese down three quarters yesterday, 156 and three quarters. Blocks down a cent and a quarter, 160 and a quarter. Butter down two and a half at 274 and a half. Class three, February down 11 at 1612. March and April both down 14 cents. March 1719, April at 1749. May was up a penny at 1787, and June was up four cents at 1822 as prices were mixed out through December. And uh, that's the way those markets look this morning. Well, we won't have a record temperature today, but still not bad. It'll be 39. We're looking for a cloudy sky and a windy day. Temperature's still not going to be too bad in the 30s the next four or five. So enjoy it and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, won't you? You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.